Welcome to the Encounter Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Tonight is a night of miracles. We're going to move in prophetic a little bit here and pray for people, for miracles to be released. I'm looking across this room, and one of the things I'm hearing the Holy Spirit say in worship, I just kind of did a little lap around the room when they were singing King of Glory and just kind of walk around and look at you. Um, hello, Blackburns. Me familia. <laughs> um, I walked around this room and I heard the Holy Spirit say, tonight, tonight, also of activation of some, of some things that are inside of you. I'm being peaceful right now because we preached hard this morning. We preached hard this morning. I'm telling you, get, get, I don't go around saying this, but get, get the recording of this morning because I believe it's a now word for what God's saying to his church in this hour. And it just kind of, busted out in the right way, didn't it? Yeah. It was just one of those moments where you're just like, okay, wait a second. We are in a, in a holy moment. Uh, but um, I looked around this room and I just heard the Lord say, I want to activate gifts. I want to activate dreams. I want to activate callings. There's a corporate anointing here tonight. And so it's not just, last night we prophesied individually over people, and we'll do that possibly as the Lord leads, but there's a corporate anointing. There's some things that you need to grab in this atmosphere here tonight as the King of Glory has come. One of the things I've learned, and, and I'm, I'm going to share that, the testimony that I shared last night again, because there's a lot of people here who didn't hear that story, um, that, you know, one of the things that I just am hearing is... You know, and, and you're hearing this too. It's not just me. Because whatever God's doing in the earth, he's doing it amongst a bunch of us. And if we can just stay in tune, we're all kind of like, yeah, that's what he's saying. Yeah, I heard that too. It's a confirmation. It's not like somebody has the corner market on the word of the Lord and we need them to arrive. No, God speaks to every one of us. He actually wanted with Israel for an entire nation of people to be prophets. And he hasn't, he hasn't stopped doing that. That's why we have the prophetic grid of Joel laid down. He prophesied this word in the last days. I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters are going to prophesy. And nobody knows what ta Joel's talking about, but then you fast forward, you know, about a 1,000 years in history, and then all of a sudden the day of Pentecost comes, and Peter stands up, and he says, let me drop this down. This was that which the prophet Joel, he brought the prophetic grid together, and he said, that thing that was spoken before, this is that. This is that. I believe there are some this is that moments. There are words that God has spoken, words that have been prophesied, that we don't even know about, but we're going to say this is that. And we're going to step into that prophetic grid of what God is doing in this hour. But one of the things, when we talk about miracles here tonight, I walked out of my hotel room this afternoon, walking here, and uh, I, get, I get to walk. It's nice. Not because they won't pick me up, because they keep offering. Like, you know, the hotel's two doors down. You know, you really don't have to pick me up. It's okay. I can walk. I had, a, I had an interesting view this morning. You know, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm back in California. I'm back in the hood. Uh, I, was, I, was, 
I was walking here and there was a gentleman who had stopped his bike on the road and he was doing handstands in the streets blocking entire lane and daring people to, to run him over. And he literally would do, I mean, not, I'm talking about, he just full handstand plant and at the end, he, when he had his legs up in the air, he'd kick it up like, huh. And I was like, going back to Cali, Cali, Cali. I'm in the hood and I feel good. I feel at home. That made me feel at home. I was like, you do your thing, bro. You do your thing. It was beautiful. <laughs> but one of the things, oh yeah, I keep kicking everything. I just kick stuff. You might want to move that thing too. I just kick stuff. But one of the things when we talk about the miraculous is is understanding the love of God. Why does he release the miracles? I think it's because he loves us. Jesus, his whole entire ministry was based in love. You know, I was reading, have you ever read John, 1 John? 1 John? In 1 John chapter 4, I'm just going to read a few verses here. And I, I was going to go into Matthew, but we'll see what happens. Um, and I'm not here to try and preach a whole long time here. Uh, but I do want to drop a couple things. Wait a second. This is why I brought my other pair. Because I'm, I'm fighting bifocals. I refuse. I refuse to go to bifocals. So I'm just like, Doc, He's like, I'll sell you a pair of five bifocals. I'm like, Doc, I'm fine. I can switch glasses all day long. I, got, I collect them. In 1 John 4 and, and verse 13 through 19, John the Beloved says, this is how we know that we live in him and that he is in us. Listen to this. Number one, he has given us of his spirit. See, if you weren't here last night, you probably don't know what I'm talking about, but we were talking about the spirit of a thing. And we're talking about the seven spirits that were upon Jesus. And we talked about the fact that the spirit of the Lord rested upon Moses. It rested upon Joshua. It rested upon the 70 elders of Israel. It rested upon, jo uh, 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 who else, Joseph. And it rested upon different people in the scripture, upon David. The spirit of the Lord rested upon them. And if you read it in the Aramaic, it actually means when it says the spirit of the Lord rested on someone. If you read it in the Aramaic translation of the Bible, which is the third language of the Bible, what you'll find is it doesn't say the spirit of the Lord rested upon them. It says the spirit of prophecy rested upon them, which by the way, John said in Revelation 19 verse 10 is the testimony of Jesus. Listen to this. And we have seen and testified that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. Pretty simple stuff. And so we know and rely on the love, on the love God has for us. God is love. This is good verses. Sometimes we want to get really deep. But this is as deep as it gets. God is love. Whoever lives, listen to this, whoever lives in love lives in God. And God in them. This is how we, how love is made complete among us. 
among us so that we will have, listen to this, so we'll have confidence on the day of judgment. I think one day I'm going to preach on the day of judgment. Judgment day? And, and, and he gives us a real good clue here. If you live in love, you're going to have confidence on the day of judgment. That's powerful stuff. That is, that, that is as deep as it gets. And in this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. And the verse 19 says, we love because he first loved us. And I was thinking this afternoon, I was like, I, I was walking out of my hotel here. And... I got to see you. I'm just going to pray for my eyes to be healed in Jesus' name. No more stigmatisms in Jesus' name. Nearsighted, farsighted, all this stuff. I'm tired of this, you know. Let's just pray. We'll just, in Jesus' name, we just pray. No more glasses. Amen. Heal our sight. In el nombre de Jesucristo. Sometimes it sounds better in Espanol. I'm getting ready for Colombia. I'm going to Colombia in December. And uh, it's fire, fuego. Um, but um, what was I saying? Um, I was walking out of my hotel room. And I just had spent the last half hour on the phone with a man that heard that I was in town. And he said that um, he has stage four cancer. I knew him when we were young, and I haven't seen him in probably 20, maybe 25 years. And he said, I want you to pray for me. I was married three years ago and have a son. And three weeks after I found out, after my son was born, I found out that I have this very aggressive cancer. And he said, so will you pray? I said, absolutely. I said, I'm, 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 you're, you got me stuck on you until, you until we see you get healed. And, um, and so for about a 30 minutes, I, I was just praying, you know, and I walked him through Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 9 and 10. If you read verses 5 through 11, you'll be doing real good in Philippians chapter 2. But you get to 9 and 10, and it talks about that God had given Jesus a name that is above every name. And so I had him name the cancer above every name so that, and so that every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of the Father. And so we pray, we were praying, and I'm just like, you know what? Your assignment's not up. We're just, we're just, we're just at halftime. Your second half, your ladder is going to be greater than all the rest. And sometimes God allows us to go through some things. He he permits us to go through some things in life. It can be physical, it can be relational, it can be emotional, it can be seasonal, uh, whatever it may be. He allows us to go through it so that we can experience resurrection power. So that we can go through it and we can see that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead will quicken our mortal bodies and we're going to do a whole lot more in the second half than we ever did in the first half. 
Come on, somebody. We're going to obtain the victory. The Atlanta Falcons were playing the New England Patriots a couple years ago in the Super Bowl, and they were winning, I don't know, it was 27 to 0 at halftime or something like that. And it looked like the Super Bowl was over. But then all of a sudden, some people don't like him. doesn't matter. He's a winner. I don't care what you have to say. He wins. Mr. Brady came in in the second half and dismantled Atlanta's amazing defense. And I live in Atlanta, and I was really rooting for the Falcons because I'm trying to root for the home teams. I'm trying. The Hawks are really horrible. The Braves are okay. And, and, and the Falcons are just kind of there. You know what I'm saying? I was a Golden State Warriors fan, but it's... it's it's hard, yeah. I, I really am a Lakers fan. I really, I'm a Los Angeles Lakers fan. I grew up with Magic Johnson and, 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 and Showtime. And so as a child, I didn't choose the Lakers. The Lakers chose me. And so, and so I've been a Lakers fan. And so we're having revival in La La Land right now. And so you best step back um, and keep stepping back, um, Golden State. Uh, but um, anyway... Um, I don't care. I don't care. I got, I got blue and gold on for you here tonight. I'm trying to be nice. Keep, keep believing. Keep believing. Keep believing for them Oakland A's too. Uh, but, um, wow. How the spirit of faith leaves the room. <laughs> but, I'm walking out of my hotel room, I'm praying for this guy, and I'm walking out of my hotel room, and what you said at the end of worship was right, that there's just a spirit of peace in this room. I felt it walking down the street, and I feel there's a spirit of peace in this room, and the peace comes, it surpasses your understanding. There's the peace of God, and there's the God of peace. You read your Bible and find out. There's a peace that comes from God, and then his name is peace. His name is shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken. And there's a peace that's in this room in the spirit here tonight, because we've been doing business here. I spent about 14 hours in this pulpit all weekend here, and, 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 and we've seen God move. It's been pretty phenomenal what's been happening, but, 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 but there, now there's a peace tonight, because there's a settling that's coming to you, and the peace is this, is that... God is here to fight your battles. God is here to calm your storms. God is here to heal your diseases. God is here to transform your relationships. God is here in this place, and there's a peace about it. You know what I'm saying? There's a peace about it. If KD was on the floor for the entire series, number one, it would be a five-game series. Number two... The Golden State Warrior fans who are watching the, 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 the games wouldn't be so on the edge because there'd be a peace. And Clay's feeling good, and KD's feeling good, and Steph's feeling good, and Draymond has an attitude. We're going to win. That's what's going to happen. And there's a peace about it. But Clay twists his ankle, KD pops his Achilles. And all of a sudden, it's Steph and, 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 and Dre who? And opens the door for Mr. Kawhi and whoever he has on his team. I don't even know. I can't even tell you three people. 
And they win the championship, and we got to watch these Raptor fans cheering in little Raptor land. What do they call that place? Jurassic Park or something like that? It's like, this is not supposed to happen. But there would be a peace. I'm talking about peace. There's a peace. What I mean by this is when God is in the equation, there's a peace. Charles Spurgeon, the great preacher in England, said it like this. One and God are the majority. (laughs) So I don't care if there's an army. I don't care if there's strategy. I don't care if there's sickness. I don't care if there's disease. When God is with you, if God be for you, then who can be against you? I wasn't trying to preach here tonight, but something's coming in here. Some people are placing the demand on it, I guess. I can feel some people just pulling, tugging on this thing. But if God before, there's something about when God shows up where there is a peace that passes understanding. I was thinking about this, and Pastor Steve confirmed it. I was walking down the street, and I was like, you know what? I can walk down in the middle of the hood. I can walk down in the middle of Lebanon. I can walk, come on, somebody. I can walk down in the most dangerous place in the world, and one and God is the majority. Woo! And I'm telling you, tonight, there's a peace. How are you going to receive your miracle? There's a peace. In Isaiah 55, read the whole chapter, Isaiah 55. That's your assignment this week. Isaiah 55, but he, he, he gets into a part where he goes, my, what? My peace I give to you. And my joy I give to you. I'm just here to distribute some peace and some joy. Whoo, that's it. And it's all in love. He loves you. So he's like, hey, what's up, child? I'm going to give you some peace. And I'm going to give you some joy. I've been in the Bay Area this weekend. I'm looking at some people who are in church, and I'm thinking, you need need some joy. (laughs) It's, It's a rat race. It's busy. It's tired. It's expensive. I'm looking at your gasoline, and I'm thinking, we're at least a dollar cheaper than you. Huh. And it's, I'm, you know, I'm not comparing, but I'm just saying, there's, a, there's pressure here. And, and God wants to come and bring joy, unspeakable, beyond description, and full of glory. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Some of you, weeping has endured for a night, but joy comes in the morning. It's been a long night, but joy is arriving because the sun is rising with healing in his wings. He rises. The sun of righteousness comes up, and he comes and he rises, and he begins to turn your your sorrow into joy. He turns your mourning into dancing. Can I talk to somebody up in here? It's time to get your dance back. Back in the day, you know what I'm talking about. You used to cut a rug. Come on, somebody. You used to get out on the dance floor and you had some dance in you, but now you don't have any pep in your step. But God comes to to, to, to meet you and to give you a joy and to give you a peace. And tonight he comes and he moves in this dimension because he says, I love you too much to leave you the way that you are. 
And so whatever season you've been going through, whatever challenges you've been experiencing, whatever situations have been weighing you down, guess what? One in God is the majority. And God is here in this room and he arrives. He doesn't just arrive uh, to just, just say, hey, I'm here. But he arrives as someone. He doesn't just hand out joy. He is joy. He doesn't just give you peace. He is peace. He doesn't just throw you out of healing. He is the healer. He doesn't just come and deliver you out of the enemy's traps. He is the deliverer. That's what he is. He is a God of description and at the same time he is God beyond description. And the beautiful thing is gosh I was going to share The beautiful thing is, is that when God shows up, there could be a million of us in a room. And each one of us could have a million different issues. And all at the same time, just like that, he can just bring healing and hope and freedom. And victory. You see, there's a spirit of victory we've been talking about in this house this weekend. And there's a spirit of might. God wants to to put his might, the spirit of might upon you. Where you're walking in might and you're not hobbling around and you're not not walking around just no longer just beat up and bruised and, and saying the devil's been on me all week long. Well, where's God been? One and God are the majority. Woo, that's the title of whatever I'm talking about here. Come on now. We, I mean, we can, we, can, we can be in worship. We can, we can have prayer. We can speak in the heavenly language. We can have all these things. Read our Bible and pray every day. And hobbling around in our, in our walk in life. God wants to make you an overcomer. God wants to give you victory. God wants to make you strong. He comes to strengthen you in your walk and in your life so you can say thanks be to God who always leads me in triumphal procession. I'm walking around in triumph. I'm walking around every single day and I got the victory. It may not look like I have the victory, but I have the victory. It may look like the enemy is trying to have his way right now, but I have the victory. It may look like the cancer's in my body, but guess what, baby, I have the victory. V-I-C-T-O-R-Y. See, I know why I'm here in this assignment this weekend, tonight, is because God wants to push some things back, some paradigms back, some enemies back, and say, I've arrived, and I'm bringing you peace. And I'm bringing you joy. And out of that peace and out of that joy comes a victory in your soul. 
and something on the inside is working on the outside. Something is happening within me and it's manifesting without me and it's around me, be in front of me and behind me and above me and below me, over here and over there, where I've been, where I am and where I'm going. It's manifesting. God is moving in my midst and I'm walking around with this spirit in my life. That's it. That's it. We're in the army. No more wounded soldiers. No more stabbing each other in the back. No more trying to run ahead of the others. We march in line. We do this together. Like Sister Sledge. We are family. All my brothers, sisters, and me. Whoo. I'm telling you, there's something in this hour that's happening. There's words that I heard my grandma teach about. And we said yes to. I heard my father, I've heard different preachers and prophets and apostles speak about certain things. And I think we're moving into an hour where we're not just going to hear about it, we're going to see it. The things that they prophesied about, things that they sacrificed for, the things that they prayed for, they prayed for this day. We have a great cloud of witnesses that have gone before us. We're standing on the, the, the shoulders of giants. And there was a day that they saw that we were coming into. And I believe that we're moving into this hour in this time. If we could access it, understand it, and begin to move in it. When you understand something, when you know it, you can flow in it. And so I believe that we're moving in an hour of manifestation. We're going to begin to see things, present truth, things that God has declared take place right before our eyes. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be in the stands. I want to be in the field. I don't want to just hear about what God, oh, God does this in China. He did this in Brazil. He did this in Peru. He did this over here in, in Taiwan. He did it. You know, I, I don't want to hear about what God's doing all over the earth in Reading. I don't care where it is. Not, nothing against anybody. I want to see God do it right here and right now in my life in the good old-fashioned Bay Area. You see, I'm from, I'm from Oakland, California. And I travel all over the place, and I always think in my mind, if God could do it in the bay, he can do it anywhere. Because this is, I'm just to be honest, this is a difficult place. I'm talking about in the spirit. They say only 2% of people go to church on Sunday. I live in Georgia. I got Georgia on my mind. The land of peaches and pecans and Chick-fil-A. Church goes all day. The malls don't even open till 12.30 on Sunday. The Lord's Day Act. It's still going. 
60% of people in Georgia go to church on Sunday. That's why you have more churches, over 10,000 and 20,000 people in the state of Georgia and specifically in the Atlanta metroplex because there's something there. But then you come here and you minus 58% and only 2%. And we have this culture, this environment, like in the book of Acts, like Athens, where They're just, everyone's looking for something. They're searching for something. And Paul goes in there and he says, you know this unknown God that you've been uh, talking to? Actually, I know him. His name is Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God. The one you've been looking for, the creator of heaven and earth. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. The Word was God. And that's Jesus, the Word. And I'm just looking, I'm thinking... God, really, 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 really wants to do it here in the bay. Can I talk to you here? He wants to do it here. Because the way God works is this in the miraculous, and then we're going to move, is this, is if you can do it, then you don't need him. If you can create a plan and formulate a plan and manifest it yourself, you don't need him. But I look at the bay and I'm sitting here going, wait a second. This is one of those only God situations. Where all of a sudden, God begins to move in an area and in a region as a testimony in the earth. That he wants to show himself strong. Come on, somebody. Because the eyes of the Lord are looking to and fro throughout the earth, looking for ones of whom he can display his strength through. And I think he might be looking at and saying, hey, is there anyone in the bay that I could work with and partner with to pour out my spirit? Because when, guess what? They say in America, as California goes, so goes the rest of the country. So can you imagine that if God began to move in California and something began to happen in the San Francisco Bay Area, then a move began to happen, guess what? You can predict because of other things that that move would not just stay here, but it would begin to sweep from west to east and east to west, from north to south, and include Alaska, Hawaii, Mexico, Canada, Europe, Middle East, Africa, Asia, Australia, and maybe even some penguins down in in, in Antarctica and South America and Central America. There would be a move that would take place because guess what all of those places are represented here oh I'm feeling this in my spirit now now I'm feeling it because every single place on the planet is represented here and so God says if I could just touch the microcosm I could touch the macrocosm the cosmos 
Woo! So I got a feeling. Woo! That God wants to do something. And he wants to start with us. Can you imagine the passion in the late 1800s of the Welsh revival where one man said and drew a circle around himself on the ground and he said, God, start a revival and begin with me. Start right here. Start right where I am. Do your thing. One and God are the majority. And God begins to pour out his spirit. And he pours his spirit upon all of Wales in, 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 in the United Kingdom. And all of a sudden, the culture changes and the bars close. Come on. They start using bars for church services and worship services. And songs are written and miracles are released. And preachers are launched all over the world just because somebody said, Start a revival and begin with me. Why don't you go ahead, if somebody wants to dare even say it, God, start a revival. Begin with me. Woo! Let me say something. Because I'm going to pray here. I'm not really trying to go here long. Thank you. One and God are the majority. <laughs> it wasn't until the, the sky shut up. In Elijah's day, it wasn't until that moment where the brook dried up huh, and the whole waters dried up that the miracles took place. Sometimes it takes some drying of things up. What I heard in my spirit this afternoon is this, and I'm going to give you this so I'm not tempted to do anything else. I haven't even been using it anyway. But I was hearing my spirit this. And I'm speaking to intercessors and prayer warriors who understand the Elijah spirit. The Elijah spirit is a spirit of boldness, it's a spirit that releases the miraculous. Boy, this is the bay. And has a spirit that has a desire to bring the fathers to the children to turn hearts of fathers and children back together again. Ooh, I'm speaking to the air now. And what I heard in my spirit was this. Can I use this as a seat? It's comfortable. 
The scripture says in James that Elijah prayed and the heavens were shut up. But then he prayed again. And the famine was over. The drought was over. And he heard the sound of an abundance of rain. I heard it's time to pray over the bay for what's been shut up. It's time to open up again. But what had Elijah had to do was he had to put his head between his knees and get into the birth position. <laughs> and he had to say <laughs> to, his, to his servant, go look and see if there's a cloud. Oh, there's no cloud. Go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. Go back a seventh time. I see the cloud the size of a man's hand. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. The prophets of Baal have run their course. And they're proving empty. They're proving Baal empty. And Elijah arrives on the scene and the fire of God falls. And after the fire of God falls, the rain comes. And as the rain comes, the ground is flooded. I hear the sound. Before I see the cloud, I got to stop here in a minute. Before I even see the cloud, before I even feel the rain, I hear a sound in advance. I hear something about to come forth that's going to be released in this hour. There is a before sound that I'm hearing in my spirit. And so guess what, baby? Even if you don't see it right now, God says, I want you to hear it right now because it's coming. It's on its way. And so the Spirit of the Lord says tonight that there, there you go, there's a sound of an abundance of rain. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And it's coming. And as we said this morning, yeah, 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 I feel it in my soul and my spirit. I hear it in advance. It is prophetic what God would do in this time. It's coming.
Yeah. See, we need more. We need more of that and less of. God, stir, 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 stir the atmosphere. Send your angels. Send your warring angels. Woo! The Lord of hosts is his name. Send a host of angels into the atmosphere. Woo! We thank you, Lord, that there's a stirring in this place. The fire of God is moving in this place. Woo! Begin to stir us. God, start a revival. Start a revival. Start a revival. Begin with me. Begin with me. Somebody tell the Lord, begin with me. I'm telling you, there's some people that are hungry. There's some people who are ready. You know what I'm talking about. There's some people who are ready. You've had enough, right? I mean, this morning we talked about enough is enough. I don't want to play church. I don't want to play games no more. I I have something inside of me that says, I want to see God move right here, right now. Right here, (laughs) right now, right here, right now. Oh, somebody's going to catch it right here, right now. Somebody's going to catch this in a minute right here, right now. Come on, somebody catch this thing right here, right now. It's all good. It's all good, everybody. It's all good. We need, we, we need more fire. We've been passive long enough. Do you hear me? I said we've been passive long enough. And we're connected to the king. We're connected to the Holy Ghost. And when the Holy Ghost comes and he begins to move, change takes place. And change, see what God wants to do tonight is impart something inside of you that you take out of here. And you touch people outside of here. Because we can have miracles here all night long, and that's good. Nobody will know about it. But God wants to do miracles in the streets. Let me, let me, let me, let me end with this, and we're going to pray. John, uh, Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. I have a new view of it. It's the man at the gate beautiful. The Bible says it was a certain lame man. Listen to this. There was a certain layman, and I want to show you his position because I think that there's a whole lot of people that are in this place. He was positioned between the city and the temple. The city could not answer the cry of his heart and the needs of his life. And also, the temple 
could not answer the cry of his heart and the needs of his life. I believe there's a whole lot of people out here that have come to the temple and the cry of their heart has not been answered. So they sit at the gate in between the temple and the city and as as people are going into church, what do they do? They throw silver and gold, appease their religious conscience, and go in and worship and come back and pass them by to the point where if you keep passing by the same place every single day, you don't even see it anymore. Some of you, you can drive home from work and forget how you got there. And we miss a whole lot of people because they're fixed in between the temple and the city. And again, the city has not helped them. And guess what? The city cannot help them. But unfortunately, the church has not helped them. But then all of a sudden, two people arrive. One in God is the majority. One of us can put a thousand to flight. But then you add two of us. And two of us can send 10,000 fleeing. There's another dimension of authority when we get into unity. I was not meaning to do this. But you know what? I don't, we don't need a long time to pray for a bunch of people. Because guess what? The miracle power of God's in this room. So there's going to be miracles. In fact, there's miracles happening in bodies right now. You know something? Your cells are being transformed right now. Because it's the word of God that comes and is, it's his word that holds, upholds all things anyway. So there's a word that's coming of healing into your body right now. So there's some people in this place. Healing is being released tonight. Two who had been with Jesus arrive on the scene and they say, guess what? <laughs> we don't have what they've been giving you. We don't even have it. So we can't give it to you. Because you come here and at least that, that, that helps you for the day. You get a little bit of bread. But, 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 but we have something else. Those who know the scripture... They said, silver and gold have we none. But such as we have, we give to you. See, we got something. We received something. We have an anointing and an unction. We've been in the presence and we've encountered Jesus. And the Holy Ghost has come upon us. And he told us that you shall receive power. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Ah, so silver and gold, we don't have. But what we have, we give to you. In the, in the name, in the name, in the name. The name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it and they are saved in the name. Some trust in horses and some in chariots, but we will trust in the name of the Lord our God. In the name of Jesus rise up and walk. 
there is a name above every other name and it is the name of Jesus it's not hocus pocus it's name's got to become precious again. <laughs> Remember, your name is like honey on my lips. It's, Some of y'all remember back in the day when you met her? You met him? What's, what's his name? What's her name? And you say the name and you're like, whoo. You hear the name and you're like, makes me feel good. Wow, the name. I got to come back to his name. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's life in the name of Jesus. There are miracles in this room tonight in the name of Jesus. There are signs and wonders that are about to take place in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, demons tremble. In the name of Jesus, Satan has to flee. In the name, I'm on somebody. In the name of Jesus, cities are transformed. Nations are changed. Hearts are renewed and restored. Marriages are healed. In the name of Jesus. I came to behave, but I can't help myself. Because when you get into the atmosphere of the presence of God, and you realize that anything can happen, you're like, you know what? There ain't no high like the most high. Or like the preacher said, can't nobody do me like Jesus. There's some people in this room you need to touch in your body. I was in Cleveland <laughs> a few weeks ago going back. God's opened a door in Cleveland, Ohio. I told the church, I said, I was the only one of the Caucasian persuasion probably within the radius of five miles. I'm home. And I'm there in a conference and I arrived at this conference on Thursday. Some of you heard this last night, but I'm going to tell it again. I arrived at this conference on Thursday. The conference was from Wednesday till Sunday. But I arrived on Thursday. It was on Thursday night, Friday morning. And I didn't know what happened on Wednesday night. On Wednesday night, the pastor of the church, she preached a powerful sermon from what I'm told on repentance. This is a prophetic conference. And she said this. She said, we cannot hear what God would want us to hear unless we get right. I said, we have to repent. And so she, she, she preaches this sermon, the altars flood, and while they flood, 
the pastor of the second largest African-American church in Cleveland gets up and says, I have to make a confession. It's funny. When people make confessions, it's like, ooh, what's going to happen here? I need to make a confession. This is what happened. The pastor got up and said, I hate white people because of what they've done to our sons. And went on and on. I want to be healed. And I don't know how to forgive. And that's what happened the night before I come. In comes the whitest of the white. On the outside, yeah. Well, they say I'm, I'm incognito. <laughs> I grew up in the hood. It slips out once in a while. I try to behave, especially when I'm in public. But, 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 but I, I arrive on Thursday, and I get into this meeting, and it's packed, and it's hot. We're in the hood. There's no air conditioning. It's humid from Lake Erie. And there's about 600 seats in the room and about 800 people. And the presence is thicker than the humidity. Woo! And I get up, they prophesy over me before I preach. I don't know who they are. I can't even tell you their name still, except I'm going back there next month because God did something. And I get up to preach, and there's a connection. I always tell my preaching class, you pray for four things. You pray for an unction, the anointing. You pray for clarity in the word. You pray for utterance, a flow. And you pray for a connection from heaven to earth. And there's a connection, so I'm flowing. But the place is so thick, it's like this house. You try to do what you think you're supposed to do, but then you realize that the preparation is not for the people, it's for the preacher. And so I get up there, and all of a sudden we're prophesying over people as we're preaching. And then there was a woman who was sitting just on this side over here. And I looked at her and I said, God wants to heal you tonight. And she, I said, stand up. And she stood up and I said, what's going on? And she said, I'm paralyzed. I've been paralyzed for years from my neck down, my shoulder and my back and my arm. And she couldn't move her arm. And so I said, you know what? Dr. Jesus is here. Amen. And he's going to heal you right now. And so I walked up to her and laid hands on her. And said, in the name of Jesus, let your healing power flow. And all of a sudden, she began to wail. Woo! Just like some of you in this room. You know something? When you touch the anointing, that's what happens. There's something that comes and bubbles up out of your soul. And you can't contain yourself. And you're like, you know what? I I'm going to be even more undignified. Woo! And, and, and so, so she just went, Woo! And all of a sudden, she started swinging her arm, moving her hand, and crying. People started, 
People took laps around the room. And then I said, you know what? There's an unction in this room. We need to move on this. Anyone else who neck, back, spine, shoulders, arms, whatever it may be, your joints, stand up. And they stood up, 20 people stood up, and I said, you know what, uh-oh, I can't pray for everybody in this room. There's a whole bunch of people with some faith. Find somebody, lay hands on them, let's pray together. And all of a sudden, all across the room, about 20 different people, they all got healed right in that moment. Just boom, boom, boom. You saw little celebrations going on. Little celebrations were happening in the room. I didn't even have to ask. I said, are you healed? No, there was a celebration. And so we're moving. Watch this. Because we're coming back to love. We're moving in this room, and all of a sudden, remember what happened the night before? I didn't know about this. I walked in, came out of the airport, went to my hotel, changed, and went to the meeting. And I said, wait a second, stop. I need every young man in this room from 18 to 30 to come meet me right here. So the young men came, and they flooded the altar. I was blessed to see young men in the house. See, one of the prophetic words I've given this weekend about the bay is that the house of God is going to be filled with young men and young women. That God wants to touch another generation. And guess what? If you're not a young man or a young woman, I need to tell you something. Let's have a sidebar. We need spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers to speak a word of affirmation to an unaffirmed generation. So you have an assignment with the young. Don't pass them by. And don't think that you cannot connect. You have an anointing on your life. But I had all these young men up here, and I started prophesying. I prophesied over one, and I prophesied over two, and I prophesied over three and four. And after I prophesied, as I prophesied over each one of these young men, I took them like this. After And I said, now it's time for you to step up and rise up and take your place. This is your new platform. And I had four young men standing behind me. And then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit said, wait a second. And I felt it in the room. And prophetically, I picked up something in the atmosphere. And I said, you know what? I got to do something here, people. I need to, as a white man, The Lord's telling me to do this tonight. As a white man, repent to all of you young men. They're all African-American young men. I need to repent to you as a white man for the injustices and the atrocities and the limitations. And I won for about 10 minutes. And the pastor who had spoken the night before, who fell on his face and began to cry, and, and I just went down and the young man, everyone's beginning to cry. There wasn't a dry eye in the room because the spirit of repentance came into the room and the love of God came into the room. And all of a sudden, as I'm repenting, as I'm finishing up repenting, that pastor stood back up on his feet and he said, Sir, you gave me what I needed tonight. And I'm going back there next month if you want to come with me to Cleveland. Because something's stirring across the land. 
And God, would you use us to be the conduits for your glory to touch a company of people who don't know your love and who don't know your peace and who don't know your joy. I went way too long. I'm telling you right now, if we could be just sensitive to the Holy Spirit. The pastor came up to me that night and she was like, do you know what happened last night? I said, no. And she told me this story. And I was like, You know something? Every time we gather together, we ought to have a wow. In the year the King Uzziah died, Isaiah, he saw the Lord high and lifted up. And his train filled the temple. And he heard a sound of angels crying back and forth one to another. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. And the pillars of the house began to shake and smoke and glory filled the entire room. And at that moment, Isaiah could not contain himself. He just said, whoa, woe is me. You see, when you get an encounter in the glory, you cannot help yourself. The only thing you can do is just say, whoa. I don't want to have another church service without a woe. I'm not going to drop the mic. I'm going to throw it. Okay. Can you give me some notes so I can move out of this? Because, yeah, there we go, there we go. There's healing in the house. I said there's healing in the house. Sister Carmen, I'm starting with you. Come here, come here. Somebody told me that your cancer's trying to act up. Huh? Oh, it's not a cancer. It's your what? immune system okay okay so your immune system your kidney and your and a bleeding ulcer okay well dr. Jesus is here I'm gonna lay hands on her but I don't need to because the presence of God is all over you right now So right now, in the name of Jesus, we pray the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead will quicken this body now in Jesus' name. Take it. There it is. There it is. Take it. Take it. There it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. Take it all. Take it all. Woo! In Jesus' name. We declare right now that bleeding ulcers stop right now in Jesus' name. We speak to your kidneys. Be healed in Jesus' name. And the immune system just come into balance. All the inflammation in your body, just leave now. All the inflammation in your body, just leave. It's just, it's a rooted inflammation. But right now, we pray for the blood of Jesus just to come upon her. In Jesus' name, heal. Be healed, be healed, be healed. You're going to have a report. I'm telling you right now, you're going to have a report. The doctor's going to give you his report that, uh, you know, there's nothing else. There's nothing, it's all gone. You're gone. You're, you're, you have a clean bill of health. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Is there anybody in this room? Because I was dealing with this, 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 this devil called cancer this afternoon. Is anyone in this room, there's is cancer? I just want to cover this real quickly, if I can. Cancer. 
Okay. Do we have some oil? Thank you. Can you? All right. Everyone stretch your hands toward this mighty man of God. We just pray right now, Lord, that every cancer cell will be replaced with good cells now. And even in the night tonight, even as he is sleeping, Lord God, that there's just going to be waves and billows of your glory coming upon west tonight, Lord God. Deep calling unto deep. Let him just sense your presence and the waves of your glory coming upon him. And we pray, Lord God, that within the next 45 days, he's going to get a clean bill of health. Cancer is gone in Jesus' name. There it is. There it is. There it is. You know something? I mean, I could start calling some stuff out, but I'm a little tired. So, but I'm, but, 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 but there's an anointing, so I'm going to flow in the anointing. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to access the calling stuff out thing right now, but what I'm going to do is, 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 I'm getting, I'm getting oil on me here. Um, if you need a touch in your body, I just want you to just come line up here. Um, Dwayne and Linda, there's a fresh anointing coming upon the two of you. The Lord says tonight that he's recharging your batteries and he's preparing you for the next phase. The Lord says you're entering into a new chapter in your lives. You're entering into a new season in your lives where the Lord is going to use you in a deeper way than you've ever known before. For everything up until this point has been preparation. But the Lord says, now watch, there's an acceleration of the anointing that's upon the two of you. For you're going to see that God's going to give you deeper divine appointments that are going to affect even greater amounts of people. And so this is the turning of the chapter here tonight. And with the turning of the chapter, I heard the Spirit of the Lord say that He is renewing your strength and your energy in this season. And Linda and Dwayne, both of you in your joints, arthritic conditions are leaving right now right now there they are both of you both your bodies they're leaving right now and all that calcification that's coming to your joints God's removing that the blood of Jesus is flowing through your bloodstream and guess what that calcification those limitations that you felt they're lifting off in fact you're going to say by Christmas that we feel 20 years younger because of the refreshing of the Lord that's coming to you in this season there are going to be nights where the wind of God is just going to blow through your room while you're sleeping and you're going to wake up in the morning and his hair mess is, is not messed up because of the pillow but the wind is blowing in the room it's going to blow in that place so get ready because God is doing it in this time Woo! I need all the young men in this room just to raise your hand like this all the young men in this room tonight's your night tonight's your night Don't worry, young ladies, I'm coming after you next. But I need all the young men because God's raising up holy, righteous, powerful, mighty young men in this hour who are going to preach and prophesy the word of the Lord. And they're going to, you are going to be who God's called you to be. And tonight I speak to the limiting forces. I speak to limitations that have been upon you.
and I say be lifted off now in Jesus name educationally relationally spiritually emotionally let it be broken tonight in Jesus name financially broken in Jesus name you're the head and not the tail you're above only and not beneath and I speak to young men in this room tonight that God is coming to move in your life he's moving 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 in your life 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 he's moving in your life the Spirit of the Lord's moving and he's resting upon you and from this night forward you will never be the same again now young ladies raise your hand because there's a move of God there are young ladies in this room and there's an unusual prophetic anointing upon young ladies in this room because Joel prophesied it and Peter confirmed it your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and so Lord I thank you Lord for a stirring of the prophetic gift in young ladies in this room tonight let it come forth in creativity let it come forth in wisdom let it come forth through the words of their mouth let it be released in the name of Jesus we pray and somebody said amen here's what we're going to do here's what we're going to do I have two t-shirts back there if you want to see them. One's called Near, Now, Far, Not. One of them's called God's Turning Your Question Marks into Exclamation Points. Some of you have some questions in your life. We just need to just go around and billboard it and just say, you know what? God's turning my question marks into exclamation points. My, all my questions, the thing I've been thinking about, God says, guess what? It's turning into exclamation points. I'm about to write a book on that as well. And then I have a bunch of other stuff back there. You can visit that. Uh, but, but tonight, I'm going to come across, I'm going to pray for you. But here's what I'm going to do. Because I was just in, 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 in the state of Maryland. I had to pray for 1,200 people in one, in one swoop. That was my assignment. My assignment tonight is to pray for you. The healing is going to flow through your body. But what I need you to do is this. I'm not going to stand and I'm not going to prophesy over you. I'm not going to, I'm just telling you right now. And I'm not going to stand, I'm not going to pray over you long. I'm going to do the Dr. Violet Kitely. Be healed. It doesn't take spitting and yelling and screaming and long prayers is an unction it's an anointing that flows in your life be healed thank you for listening to the encounter church sermon of the week if you would like to learn more about us please visit encounterjesus.us or search for encounter church san leandro in your app store